All right, welcome back to the second leg of the Weekly Diary 7. And the next point is still based on Joe Rogan's podcast and his talk with Matthew Conway. And it says like this, the world doesn't have a rewarding system to credit people for being who they want to be, only for who they think they want to be. And I think this goes far beyond the scope of that statement itself. I just think like, you know how social media and people often tell you like, you know, just be your authentic self, just be your truest self, just, or, you know, just be yourself in general. But then like when you actually do, you know, when you want to fulfill those dreams, those, you know, inner child desires, like I want to be a superstar or, or I want to be a soccer superstar or I want to be, you know, an athlete. I want to, I want to play badminton for a living. I want to take pictures for a living. I want to cook for a living. And then society tells you, oh no, that's not what we mean. Not like that. Find something that actually pays the bills. You should find something that actually, you know, defines itself as a real career, you know, as a doctor, as an engineer, as a business analyst, as, you know, whatever it is that may qualify in that sort of bias or, or I think the reason why so many people are so suppressed into the jobs they don't really like is because of this, right? It's like, you know, you're, you're giving credit, you're, you're being told that you're doing a good job, you know? Yeah, sure. Okay. You know, I might like, I'm, I might be good at, for example, I might be good at, you know, data entry. I might be good at coding. I might be good at this or that, but it doesn't necessarily define who I am, right? It's just something that I want people to show to, to let them know that I am doing well in something that they understand in something that they're familiar with, right? Like being an accountant, for example. So I don't know. I just personally feel it's, it's, it's a really gray area here on how, you know, how, how society will move forward from here on out. So I detach myself from, you know, from whatever it is that, that people think of me. You know, that's, that's how I see it. And that's how it's been working so far for me. I think maybe, maybe if, maybe we don't have to be after the credit. Maybe you don't have to be after the recognition. Just do it because you love to play the game. Don't aim to win. Don't aim for the trophies, the recognition, the certifications, the applaud. Do it because you love to play the game. Do it because you love to cook. Do it because you love to play badminton. Do it because you love to be a photographer. Do it because you love to be a because you love to write, like me, for example. And maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. The next point is, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I know this is like so, uh, how do you say this? It's so cliche. It's so overly said and, and you know, all that jazz, but hear me out. Okay. So for those of you who don't know my past, uh, when I was six years old, 
that I think I was six years old. Was I six years old? Yeah, I think I was six years old. Uh, I remember it was uh, it was a time where I graduated uh, primary one and I was uh, entering to primary two. And you know, I remember one time it was a holiday and I was on my way to cross the street from from where my car parked to uh, my mom's store where I usually uh, have my tutor lessons. And, you know, we were all holding hands, right, uh, with my mom by my side and, you know, my uh, my brother on my, on my left side, right, we were crossing the street and everything like that. And for some reason, you know, because I thought the road was clear and there were no, no motorcycles or cars in sight, I just don't know why. Like, maybe I thought that was the flash or something like that, <laughs> but I just decided to just run and just, you know, let go of, you know, my mom's, uh, my mom's hands. So I ran to the street, to the side of the street, and I remember so, so vividly that, you know, I already stepped my left foot on the, the pavement or on the, the pedestrian uh, road, and I don't know, first out of nowhere, I face to my right, and I see this motorcycle just zooming in front of me, you know. And I remember the guy was talking, and he he wasn't even looking at uh, what's in front of him. And I just blacked out from there, right? I remember screaming. I remember crying out for my mom. I remember sort of like lying down on the ground, feeling so numb for some reason. And, you know, I, I can just hear my mom crying out and, you know, the people around there were, were staring at me or were, you know, uh, were gathering to, to help me out, to pick me up and, you know, to get me to safety. And, you know, I, long story short, I got my right leg broken. Like, it was literally snapped in half. So, obviously, I had to operate that and everything like that. Uh, I now have, like, a permanent scar on my right quad and I also had like uh I, I I pretty much like scorched my my entire left uh my left calf and I had I had stitches on my on my face on my Achilles heel on my quad obviously and it was not pretty. <laughs> it was not pretty, right? But I don't know. Maybe just lately I realized that, dang, I could have died. I'm not even supposed to be here, probably. And I think, like, it's sort of like a reminder that, you know, you're being taken care of. Like, I got a second chance at life, right? Can you imagine a six-year-old kid whose bones are probably not that strong being crashed by a motorcycle that's just zooming past, you know, zooming in front of you or zooming towards you? Like, what are the odds of surviving that? Right? Oh, and I also, I'm pretty sure I also got a, a head concussion or something like that because right now I still have like sort of like a, a bulge, a, a, a slight bulge on my right skull, but... I don't think it's really noticeable, but anyways, it's fine. But I guess like I don't know. Sometimes it's it's these moments that I take for granted. It's like it's these moments that I often you know forget 
ever that you know that I forget that happened. If that makes sense. I'm sorry if my grammar is like sort of broken right now, but you get what I mean. And you know, I guess like what I can take away from this is that I suppose you know life will test you over and over and over again until you pass the damn thing. Right, whether it be you know your exams, whether it be you know uh, whatever life struggles you have, you know, or whatever it may be, right? For me, it was to not lie. I had, I was, I was a pretty good liar, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, you know, I, I think this is like I have a confession to make, and you know, I'm so sorry if my mom hears this, but. You know what? It's in the past, and I've you know uh, made amends to everything that happened. So I'm just gonna say it anyway. So whenever my mom gave me money uh, to give to uh, to the Sunday church for uh, you know for the Sunday offerings, I often don't give the money, right? And I instead I use it to spend to I I, I spend it on you know, food to buy in, in the canteen in my school. And, you know, I remember like in the, the canteen had uh, had this sort of like gummy, uh, I don't know what it's called, gummy bear, gummy worm or something like that. And the problem is it, it's so expensive. It's like, uh, if you put it in Canadian dollars, it's like uh, two cents, I, I'm not sure, but Essentially, in, in in Indonesian rupiah, it's two thousand for a single piece of candy, which is so not worth it. <laughs> so one time, long story short, I did return the, you know, I I paid back to the to the owner, and obviously I, I apologize and, but I guess like, you know, that really got to me that you know, it's not something that you can just escape. It's not something that you can just skip. You know that. That whole event taught me that, you know, you just you just gotta earn it. And I guess like after working with my mom, I sort of understood the value of of money, how hard it was to to make just ten thousand rupiah of profit. You have to sell two, like you know, essentially like two batches of products to make sure that you can earn that, you know, a net profit stolen away from you or taken away from you in some way, ah, oh, man, it's, it's not something that's, you know, favorable or encouraging or, or anything like that. It's just, it's wrong. It's wrong to, to put people in that position. They have to, you know, add more expenses to, to, to cover the cost that's been lost and everything like that. And, uh, yeah, I guess from there on, I never stole again. <laughs> I never stole again. And the next point is from Kevin Hart, surprisingly. You gotta do the things you hate in order to find the ones you love doing. That's the game. That's the story. You know, as, as a child, I've always been a thinker. I love thinking. I love analyzing. Right, it's it's just my jam. It's it's 
is where I feel most at peace and where I can find certainty in, you know, whatever it is that I choose to do. So I guess like I always, I'm, I'm always so choosy on, on everything in life, you know, my friendships, my relationships, my, the food that I eat, you know, the things that I choose to do or the interests that I, that I choose to, to invest my time in, right. Or the sports that I play, for example. And I guess like in some way or another, those things are good because they help you shape specific, you know, wants and needs that ultimately sort of like define who you are, right? Or who who you want to see yourself as or you know, how to best express yourself, right? And I guess throughout uh, primary and secondary school, I tried out different sports. Like let's keep it let's keep it under the context of sports so it's more relatable. So throughout those times I was being exposed to obviously various sports from baseball, softball, soccer, badminton, ping pong, basketball, dodgeball, um, what else? Kickball, surprisingly, I didn't know that existed until, you know, a few years back. And yeah, a bunch of other stuff. And I suppose to, to truly find out what you really love to do is that you actually have to try them. Right, see how how it is for you because like I feel like if you just watch someone play or you know watch some people play a particular sport on you know on YouTube or something like that you get, you just don't get the full experience. You don't know how that person feels. You don't know the thrill that that it gives you, right? Or if that thrill suits the thrill that you're looking for or aligns with the thrill that you're looking for to be exact. And so I tried those different sports. I tried basketball. I was too short for it, so I didn't like it. <laughs> and plus, I was a horrible shooter, so I, I was like, nah. And then, you know, you know, all the all the baseball, kickball, softball, no, it just didn't work for me. I mean, like, it was okay, it was fun, but it's not something that I really took particular interest in. And then, you know, I came to try ping pong, soccer, and badminton. And those three things I loved. I really loved doing those things, right, because... You know, I, I was sort of like familiar with it because my my parents um, sometimes took me, you know, outside the house to to play those sports. And, you know, because I was familiar with it, you know, I, I began to enjoy it and was sort of like comfortable, was sort of like I developed a certainty in something that I love doing. And that process of knowing that is through trial and error, is through, you know, doing the things that I ultimately don't like or ultimately don't play anymore. And I feel like that's how you find out the things that you will love in life later. You know, whether it be your your career path, whether it be, you know, the degree that you're going for or the major that you're going for, or maybe it could be your, you know, your hobby, your side hustle, your interests, whatever it may be. You know, the all these things is based on trial and error. There's just no way around it, right? And like like Kevin Hart said, that's the game. That's the game. You know, you can't theorize this. You can't just visualize these things and you're gonna like, oh, 
you know, I think I'm gonna like, I'm gonna like this, or you know, I'm not gonna like this because of this and that and this and that, because this person said this and that person said that. Therefore, I'll, I won't like it. No, you gotta try it for yourself, right? Like, honestly, this is like how I see it and how I experience it. I might be wrong, you know, I might be right, or, or you know, I, I honestly just think this is how it applied to me. Right, and so far it's it's been it's been doing me good. It's been doing me good. And the next point is a question that I find hard to answer myself. Like seriously though, like you know, why are people too cool for each other? Like honestly, as a as a kid, I think I'm like sort of like a hybrid between you know, the school jock and the school nerd. I'm somewhere in between. Like, I can play sports, but I also, like, love hanging out with the geeks, you know. So I was, like, sort of, like, in the middle class. So I was cool cool enough to hang out with the, you know, the, the, the cool guys, but also, you know, cool enough to, or, like, you know, geeky, I suppose, to hang out with the geeks, right? I, I was, like, I was the bridge between both worlds. <laughs> and, you know, honestly, like, both sides are, are just as fun, you know, but like, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I feel like I can sort of like express more of myself with the geeks because I don't have to live up to an expectation. I don't have to live up to this image that, you know, that I have to be cool and everything like that. No, right? And like, I just don't see why the same concept or like why can't being a hybrid be a state for everyone to follow you know don't be so choosy on you know who you who you treat right or you know who you treat lower than you like I guess what I'm trying to say is just be kind just be friendly and you know just just really I suppose be genuine with you know with anyone you meet right, despite their race, their religion, their gender, their age, you know, it doesn't matter, or their physical appearance, like, it doesn't matter, right, I guess it's something that I have, that I slowly came to learn, and and probably learned the hard way, right, that I just can't be choosy with who I hang out with, right, like, okay, in in certain respects, in terms of self-respect, in terms of values, you know, uh, character-wise, values and stuff like that. Okay, I understand, right? You just got to respect yourself enough to um, sort of avoid those people who drag you down or who don't complement your growth or who just aren't good for your overall well-being, right? That's understandable. But generally, generally, to people who you just met, just treat them as someone that, you've already known for quite some time, right? I guess that, that sort of like developed when I gained confidence in being able to express myself, to be more vocal about, you know, how I express myself in Canada to be exact, right? Because everyone here is so friendly and so sociable. And I was like, dang, I should really be like these guys. <laughs> and so, yeah, you know, I guess like I'm, I'm more confident, more comfortable in my own skin with in that area. So there you go.
and you know something yeah that's the thing that you can learn about from canadians right like they don't care you know where you're from or what you look like or who you are as a person like they'll treat you as friendly as you can possibly imagine right you'll be surprised by how polite people here are like one time you know like last week my brother and i we, we were crossing the street right uh, it was actually a red light so we have to stop first and you know this car came uh like sort of like dashing forward and stopped in front of us and you know uh, it was sort of like blocking our our way a little bit and this guy who drove was like oh sorry about that right and i was like oh it's okay it's okay and like dang you know it's it's not even his fault right it's still the red light i, I we have to stop anyway but he still had the courtesy to say sorry and i guess that's the same treatment that i think everyone should sort of instill or at least aspire or strive to achieve like we're all human beings we all have feelings right so just just empathize you know and be compassionate with other people that's what i'm trying to say i guess and the last point thank god right <laughs> working hard is important but working hard for the right intentions is even more important with so many options in today's world you know i think like you know getting or earning money is 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 so much easier than it was 10 20 30 years ago right back then you have to like start a business or you know become a doctor become a lawyer now you can dance for a living now you can play games for a living now you can you know you can you don't even have to own a physical store you just need your laptop and you know open a dropshipping store or something like that and bam you know if you're if you're really good at it and you're really committed to it you can earn a decent amount of income right i think the possibilities are endless the only problem is with so many entrepreneurs with so many people you know emphasizing the ease for for today's generation to be able to make a living for themselves you know it's it's great it's great but all that creates this misleading hype that leads people to not understand why they want to start a business why they want to earn income this way right i think like if the goal is is to be rich right and then okay that's fair you know who wouldn't want to be rich but why why do you want to be rich so you can buy fast cars so you can buy that new watch so you can buy those you know designer clothes so you can go on endless vacations yeah but those things are they're so generic right it's that's what it's not why it's different when you say you know i want to be rich because i want to be able to afford all those things compared to I want to be able to provide a better life for my family. I want to help them not worry too much about my finances so I so that they don't have to worry about my college finances because I can do that for them now. Right? And they can worry about 
whatever is home, you know, the home expenses, the electric bills and stuff like that. See the difference here? Right intentions, right intentions. Like that's why now, you know, I've, I've been exploring so many different ways of building income streams. Like I have a bunch of them right now and it's just a matter of choice, you know, like which one aligns to your values, which one do you think you can sort of manage that you can keep up with that you can invest time in, right? And all those things factor into which ones that you actually choose. And then once you actually choose something that you think you'll be good at or something that you will um, continue to learn from here on out and continue to invest yourself and your time and energy into it, you got to ask yourself, why am I doing this? Like, why am I earning extra income? Why am I earning income this way? Does it express your yourself? Does it unleash your creativity in marketing? Does it showcase your ability to consult financially? Does it show your typing speed to code? Does it showcase your finesse in being able to cook a three Michelin star dish, right? And the list just goes on and on and on and on. I guess like you just gotta know what to work hard for and why you're working hard for that thing. And I think as long as you have a strong why, you will then figure out the how and the what. For me, I wanna become a great writer, right? Okay, start with why. Because I want to be able to express my ideas, my views and perspectives to help people change the way they see things, to help people clarify things that may not be clear to them, to give people a new angle, a new perspective for them to you know, take the good parts that they find useful into their daily lives to make it better, to help them improve themselves. How I'm doing that, I create blogs, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I, you know I, I post those things on Instagram, on my stories and stuff like that. And what is it that I write? Things about self-improvement, things about, you know, um, health and fitness and stuff like that. And, you know, this is like sort of like a rough idea of like what this why, what and how, why, how and what ultimately defines the right intentions. All right, that's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. I know this is a long stretch, but thank you for sticking by this far. And please give me your honest opinion about it and let me know what you think about it. But other than that, I hope you have a good day and I'll see you on the next episode.